Nowadays, there's stuff, and there's stuff you don't need to know. A podcast that talks about geek and nerd culture and brings you the things that you want to hear about. What's up, know-it-alls? You got stuff you don't need to know. I'm Jay. Let's get down to it. So, you know, the movies are back. I mean, you know, cinema did it. They defeated COVID. Uh, The movies are back, and I am thrilled to go back and watch them. And, you know, there's a movie out there now that is action-packed, and at the heart of the story, it's all about family. No, I'm not talking about F9 because I talked about that last week. No, today I'm talking about the movie Black Widow. So before I go any further, I'm just going to say it right now. Spoiler alert. I'm going to be doing some spoilers on it. If you haven't seen this movie, I highly suggest you go and watch it and come on back and take a listen because I'm going to be talking about a lot that happened, especially the post-credits scene. So in all fairness, this was not a movie I was really looking forward to. And I think one of the reasons is is I was kind of wondering, like, why did it take them so long to make a Black Widow film? I mean, of course, you start off with Iron Man, and you and you have uh, you know Thor, and you have the Hulk for better or for worse that movie, and uh, of course you do a Captain America movie, and I'm like, okay, I kind of understand why there's really no Hawkeye movie, and you could probably even say in Phase One, well, Black Widow was kind of there; she didn't really come to the forefront until that first Avengers movie, but after that. What was the reason that we didn't get, you know, a good Black Widow film? Especially, you know, she really played a key role in uh, Captain America and the Winter Soldier. And I was sort of like, and, you know, I'm not a huge Black Widow fan. I'm not a big Scarlett Johansson fan. But I was like, okay, you know, the character actually is kind of interesting. I think there's a lot that you could do with this character. You know, especially coming off Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which, you know, I still say is probably the best film in the MCU because, you know, take away Captain America's powers and the Winter Soldier's powers and the whole Falcon suit and everything. This is a pretty good espionage film. I mean, it's a lot better than a lot of those Bourne films and those Mission Impossible films, you know. I mean, it was great that, of course, it was Cap and Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Black Widow and all that. But at the heart of it, it was a really good spy thriller. And I was like, you could do that too with Black Widow. So I think that's one of the reasons why I was kind of kind of not really looking forward to this film was I was like, okay, it's kind of an afterthought. I mean, and I hope I don't have to say spoiler alert for this, but as we all know, Natasha dies in Endgame. So yes, this film takes place just after Civil War. And, you know, we see that in the beginning with, uh, you know, General Thunderbolt Ross trying to track her down. But I, I kind of feel like it's really anticlimactic. But you know what? By the end of the film, with the things that they did and the way the film ends, and especially with the stinger scene, uh, you know, the end credits scene, it really does actually kind of make sense. And I think the other reason why I really wasn't that thrilled or really looking forward to watching this movie was because I was worried. I was like, okay, it's just going to be two hours of Scarlett Johansson and and a tight black cat suit. And and there's nothing wrong with that. I mean, you know, she's hot. I mean, let's face it. But I thought, okay, it's going to be two hours of her in a black cat suit running around doing her flying scissors takedown and, you know, her hero pose, which I think is very funny that they actually did bring that up in the film. I'll talk about that in a few minutes. And I thought, okay, that's all this is going to be. It's just two hours of her kicking ass. And, you know, don't get me wrong. 
I love a good action film. I love really, really great fight scenes, but you got to give me something more. I mean, Natasha's not super powered at all. She's a spy. So you have to really make this a good spy film. And watching, you know, some of the teasers and trailers, I was like, I don't know. Are they going that way? Or is this just, just, just going to be a two hour beat em up? But I'll tell you this. I was really, you know, not that I was excited to see it. I was just excited to go back to the movies. I was like, hey, Marvel's back. You know, the Eternals will be coming. Shang-Chi's going to be coming. The Spider-Man movie will be coming. Doctor Strange, Multiverse of Madness. You know, we got the stuff on Disney+. Plus. So, yeah, I mean, you're really kind of hyped up for this. And not for nothing. I mean, we've been waiting for this film. I mean, granted, you know, COVID, of course, reared its ugly head and really kind of put this film... I don't want to say to the back burners, but they had to keep delaying it, delaying it, and delaying it, and it was finally here, and I was like, you know what? I'm going to go. I'm going to watch it, and now I'm going to tell you all about it. So first things first, let me just say this. Uh, Just like I did with F9, I saw it in IMAX because I figured a movie like this, you know, you got to see it in IMAX with this awesome surround sound and the crystal clear picture, the larger screen. I mean, this is an action film. And, you know, the reason I'm saying I think I need to see it in IMAX is is I feel going to a regular theater, I mean, I have a pretty good TV at home. And that's the thing is, you know, as much as I want to see movies like this in the theater, they really got to do something for me. And I think seeing it in IMAX, yeah, I'm paying a couple bucks more for it, but I'm willing to do it just because I think I get an overall better experience. I saw F9 in uh, IMAX. And like I said, I saw Black Widow in IMAX. And, you know... I loved F9. I don't think I loved it because I saw it in IMAX. I think it helped me love it even more. If I saw it in a regular theater, I would have loved it just as much. And I think it's the same with Black Widow. So, yeah, I mean, I really did enjoy this film. I think they did a really, really good job of kind of making this her Winter Soldier movie, you know, her espionage movie. So like I said, this film takes place just after the events of Civil War where Natasha's on the run because, you know, she aided Steve and and, and Bucky in getting away. Uh, if you remember in that big airport fight, I mean, yes, she's on Iron Man's team, but at the end, she prevents T'Challa from actually capturing them. And she said, I told you I'd help you find them. I didn't say I'd help you catch them. So, of course, she is now on the run. So as she goes on the run, um, she ends up in one of her safe houses uh, set up for her by this guy named Mason, who's played by, and I don't know the actor's name. It's kind of killing me here, but it's the guy who plays, uh, if anybody watches The Handmaid's Tale, uh, he's the guy that plays Luke, June's husband. He's sort of like, you know, I, I would say if you want to compare it to a Marvel character, he's sort of like her microchip. Um, you know, I did some reading on him. You know, he's a former S.H.I.E.L.D. agent. Uh, they were good friends at S.H.I.E.L.D., so he's kind of her go-getter. You know, if she needs something, he will get it for her. So while all that's happening, you know, the film actually does start off with sort of like a little bit of a backstory where we see a young Natasha, you know, with a family. It's in Ohio, and you're kind of like, okay, uh, I thought she was trained in the Red Room and Russia and all this. Well, it turns out that she's part of this family. They are actually Russian spies that were planted there. Uh, they were there to steal something, and, you know, that's what they end up doing. 
So we see the father is played by David Harbour, who, of course, if you watch Stranger Things, he's the sheriff, I believe. I'm not a real big Stranger Things fan. Uh, he's there. He's the father. Uh, Rachel Weiss is the mother. Rachel Weiss, I love her. She, of course, played Evie in the first two Mummy movies. She's there as well. And we see a young Natasha, and she has an even younger sister by the name of Ileana. And it turns out that, yeah, you know, they were planted there kind of like um, the Americans style, you know, another TV show I really, really love. Um, they were there to steal something. So they finally did it. They know that S.H.I.E.L.D. is on to them. They escape to Cuba. And we see that they are separated. Um, Rachel Weisz was shot and injured. And, um, you know, David Harbour is kind of like, okay, I did this job for you. You know, we find out he's a guy by the name of Red Guardian who was Russia's one and only super soldier. He was supposed to kind of be the counterpart to Captain America. And, um, you know, the kids are, of course, they're drugged, they're separated, and we find out that this is how they end up in the Red Room. Um, you know, the older girl, Natasha, of course, being Natasha Romanoff, and her younger sister, and I'm throwing up air quotes there, is uh, Yelena Belova. And we we see, you know, kind of fast-forwarding as Natasha's escaping, we also see Yelena, she's part of, like, this Russian, these, these black widows, and they're trying to take out a target, uh, which is a former widow, and as uh, Elena is about to take her out, uh, she gets sprayed in the face with this red dust and it actually kind of awakens her for, from a slumber. So we know that there's some sort of mind control or something going on here. Uh, she sends, she collects the rest of this antidote. She sends it to one of, one of Natasha's safe houses. It ends up with her. She's, you know, trying to figure out what this is all about when she's attacked by Taskmaster. Now, Taskmaster, sorry. Uh, is a character that we do see in the comics, and the thing with Taskmaster is, is he can pretty much mimic anybody's fighting style. He watches you once, uh, he knows what you're doing, and he he's pretty much your mimic. He's pretty much your mirror, and of course, you know, he's sent not really to get Natasha. He's sent to get back this uh, secret formula that uh, she somehow ends up with. So, I mean, I'm not going to pretty much go over the whole plot here, but basically, you know, because of this, she ends up finding Yelena. They end up finding uh, their former dad, uh, who, of course, like I said, he was the Red Guardian, uh, Alexei Shostakov, and they find their mother, uh, Melina, who, of course, I said, is played by Rachel Wise. And she pretty much, you know, tells them the story that, yeah, they were there in America to sort of steal not a weapon or anything, but pretty much unlocking the secrets of the mind and mind control. Um, Melina is a former Black Widow, like she tells Natasha, she's been through the red through through the red room three or four times. And the thing is, Natasha is actually startled to find out that the red room is still in effect because she thought she killed uh, General Drykoff is the one who runs it. She thought that she killed him. That was kind of her last act that helped her defect to Shield. But it turns out he's not dead. The red room is still very much alive. And now, kind of like I joked up front, how this is a movie all about family. Well, they really were a family. Yes, they were a fake family, but, you know, like Yelena says, since she was very, very young, this was the only family she knew. She really does see Natasha as her older sister. You know, she sees Melina and Alexi as her parents. And, you know, it's kind of disheartening for her to find out that she was mind controlled through a program that Melina helped develop. But they all kind of reconcile it, and you know we get a pretty good action sequence where they go to pretty much destroy the Red Room once and for all. And like I said, I mean, you know, it's a really good movie because there's really good, you know, spy drama and you know that kind of like intense mystery 
you know, where's this red room? You know, how is, you know, General Drykoff, how is he still alive? You know, and really, once they find out where it is, how are they going to defeat him? And, you know, what was kind of his big overall plans? And, you know, is it is it an espionage spy story on the level of a Winter Soldier? No, but it's pretty close. And, you know, I, I think that the story combined with the action and, you know, the acting of everybody, you know, um, like I said, from the Red Guardian to, um, you know, Melina, the former Black Widow, you know, Natasha's sister, Yelena, the, you know, a, a current Black Widow. I mean... I think they all did a really, really good job. It had a really good story. Nothing seemed hokey. Nothing seemed really contrived. Nothing seemed very, very obvious in it. Um, there is sort of a twist, not really a twist, but when they actually go to the Red Room, it looks like Melina betrayed them. But, you know, Natasha pulls one of her classic switcheroos. And not for nothing, I didn't even see it coming. I was sort of like, when it happened, I was like, oh, wow, I forgot. I forgot that that's, you know, not, you know, it, that's like a spy skill that she has. I completely forgot about it. And we continue to see her using some of these like spy tricks and skills that we've seen her use all throughout other films. If you remember in the first Avengers movie, she, you know, pretty much goes to interrogate Loki and, you know, by playing, you know, kind of coy and shy and this and that, and then kind of appearing to bend to his will or to cower from him, she actually learns everything that she needs to know. And we see her kind of employing that again. Um, the action sequences are, are absolutely amazing. Um, I mean, yeah, there's CGI involved, especially, you know, there's like basically a midair fight and, you know, the, the CGI that they use, everything seems to be really, really seamless. Um, you know, I think the fight choreography was absolutely amazing. The action was really, really good. And like I said, it was a pretty good story. And I think overall, it's definitely, if I looked at films in the MCU, it's definitely in my top 10, um, you know, top five movie, possibly even. I mean, I really, really enjoyed it a lot. I And I think the reason I'm ranking it so high is I wasn't expecting to enjoy it, but I did. I really did enjoy it. I had a really, really good time with it. Um, like I said, they do kind of call to attention some of the things that we see uh, Black Widow do or Natasha do throughout like the movies. And Yelena kind of teases her about her hero landing. Like she mimics it. She's like, why you do this? And she, you know, the, the kind of the split with the arm out and then with the head down and then kind of whipping. And she goes, and you whip hair up like this, like this. She's like such a poser. She calls her a poser. Later on in the film, when Yelena's infiltrating the Red Room, she drops from the ceiling and she pretty much mimics the pose and she's just like, oh, I'm such a poser. So as we know, you know, this film was set just after Civil War and when it ends, you know, it's pretty much we see Natasha now with the blonde hair and it's pretty much heavily implied that she's going to find Steve Rogers. They're going to rescue everybody on the raft. And, you know, this is kind of where when we see them, um, in Avengers Infinity War when, you know, she comes back and she has the short blonde hair and they have the Quinjet and everything. We can tell that at the end of this movie, that's what it's setting up. Now, like I said, there is a stinger scene and it was a really, really good stinger scene. So it comes at the, so if, you know, I mean, look, if you haven't seen this movie and you made it this far, I hope I didn't spoil too much, but it, of course it comes at the very end. You know, there's no mid credit scene. This is at the very, very end. And we see that it's sort of present day and we see Elena going to the grave of Natasha and it's sort of like oh wow you know you kind of forgot like oh my god right that that happened you know we're in the present day 
And the thing is, is she's there and she's mourning and we get a surprise appearance by Val Valentina, the Countess Valentina, played by Julie Louis-Dreyfus. Now, here's the thing. We saw her in Falcon and Winter Soldier kind of recruiting um, the U.S. agent. You know, we didn't know what she's recruiting him for or for who or on whose behalf that she was acting. But we did see her there. Now, here's the thing. This film was supposed to come out first. So this was going to be her first appearance. And then when we saw her in Falcon and Winter Soldier, we would sort of be like, okay, wow. All right. So we see that Yelena actually works for her. You know, uh, Val is her handler. And it pretty much ends with her saying, you know, oh, I'm here to give you a mission. And I think you'd really be interested in it because it's a chance to kill the guy that killed your sister. And she holds up a data pad and we see the picture of Hawkeye. And boom, you know, end of end of movie. Um, I think what we're setting up here is probably some stuff that's going to spill over into the Hawkeye TV series. Uh, this also opens the door for another Black Widow, a new Black Widow, be it Yelena or one of the other you know multitudes of Black Widows that are running around the world to kind of fill in for Natasha as part of the Avengers. I most likely think that it will be Yelena because she was strongly featured. I mean, we did see other Black Widows, but we didn't get any names or anything like that. And it would be kind of weird for them just to pick out some rando and be like, you're the new Black Widow now in the Avengers. So Yelena is definitely, you know, she's somehow connected with Val and Val's group who we don't really know who they are. Um, but I do think that she's eventually going to end up um, as part of the Avengers. And the idea has been floated out there for a sequel to this film. Of course, not Star of course, Scarlett Johansson will not be in it. Natasha, you know, I mean, they're going to set it pretty much after Endgame. So Natasha will not be there. Will it be another Yelena film? Will it be, you know, about more Black Widows? Who knows? But, you know, if it's anything like this one, I'm definitely going to look forward to it. So like I said, end of the day, I think this was a really, really good film. It totally took me by surprise. It wasn't what I expected at all. Had a really good story. Really great action sequences, love the fight sequences, and, you know, just just the dialogue among the four main characters, I thought, was really well written, uh, very, very natural. A lot of these quote-unquote family scenes that we had, I mean, some of them were a little hokey and cheesy, but, I mean, isn't family kind of like that anyway, a little hokey and cheesy? Don't tell Dominic Toretto. Guys, thanks for listening. Do me a favor, head on over to Instagram. Stuff You Don't Need to Know is there. I post pictures about the content that I talk about. Know it all. Thanks for listening, and I'll talk to you guys later. <laughs>